All right, we are back. Episode three, All Things Sports Podcast. Before we start today's episode, please follow us on Instagram at ATS Podcast Official. Listen in on Spotify. Listen in on RSS.com. Get the word out, baby. Let's dive right in, though. News stories, news flashes. Coach K loses his final game in Duke. Spoiled by North Carolina. Gives a nice speech after, but still a heartbreaker for them. How do we feel about Duke and March Madness? How do we feel about the game? What do we think? So, I mean, I can I can start off with that one, I guess. Um, that was, I think, a huge shock to pretty much the entire world. I mean, I don't think anyone counted North Carolina in that basketball game. And if you look at Duke, I mean, they came out flat right from the get-go. Um, and I think the biggest thing about this game was how much money – I can't even imagine how much money Vegas made off this game because, I mean, they, they were like a minus 750 favorite. And you probably just throw in like the average betters are just throwing in Duke money line and every single parlay possible. And those all get busted up right away. So I don't know. It's a good, it's a good day to be Vegas. <laughs> my Guys, thing was, you can oh, go, Matt. Oh, I'll stop real quick. My thing was I was uh, talking to my buddies before the game, actually a little bit, and we were talking about uh, the game and obviously everybody thought Duke was obviously a no brainer for that game. Coach K's last game. I mean, everybody pretty much thought that was a lock, but, uh, I was thinking to myself, I didn't dig, I didn't bet it, but I, might, I was thinking to myself that uh, I was wondering if some of these Carolina players, or not Carolina, but Duke players, were going to go into that game and just, you know, there was a lot of NBA guys in there like, that have played for Coach K in the past and just wondering to myself, I feel like there was a lot of pressure for these Duke guys to come in there and, and you know, deliver at a high level at his last game. I don't know if they were, like, nervous or – I also think that this is going to help Duke going forward. I think there's going to be a little edge in their shoulders going into the tournament. I think Duke's going to go far now. Yeah, going off of what you said, they're all young. I mean, they're all freshmen and sophomores, man. Yeah. man. I mean, it's, it's like throwing in an 18-year-old, 19-year-old into one of the biggest games of history when it comes to college basketball. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think this will affect them going forward. I think they're a top team in the nation for a reason. I think it will help them. I, I Exactly. I think it shapes them. I think it actually builds them for March. I think they're – you know, I think they needed that kind of loss in the biggest stage, yeah, one of the biggest exactly. stages of their careers. So, yeah, I think going forward they're going to be fine. I mean, the, the one thing about Duke is, like, I have a problem with ACC. It's, like, who are they playing? Like, you go through the list of schools that are, like, top teams in the ACC. You've got Notre Dame, who I think aren't good. you got North Carolina, who's probably the second-best team in the ACC. I mean, Florida State's shit. You could maybe say Wake Forest is good. I, like, I don't even know if you can consider Wake Forest being a top team. But, like, no. the ACC they is – They did beat Gonzaga. They did beat Gonzaga. They did beat Gonzaga. Yeah, but I mean that—that's like that long ago. What? What do you? Yeah. Game of the season. Doesn't matter. I don't know. I I just the problem with this Duke team. It's like they—they—it's been so long since they've played a high caliber team. That's true. true. I mean, I—I think maybe you have four guaranteed locks of the ACC to be in the bracket. Um, I mean, Virginia Tech's a sleeper team, ACC. That like if they get in, I think they can make some noise. But I just think. They're not ready for the tournament. Um, if you look at the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the SEC, I mean, those are the type of teams that are playing high-competition basketball every single night. I don't, I don't know if it's fair to me to, to just rule out the ACC, but this year I've been very underwhelmed with that conference. I mean, isn't it crazy how the ACC is probably one of the worst conferences in basketball when it's typically the most dominant, and now it's the SEC. Like, it's the craziest thing. It's usually like football and that's what usually reversed. I don't know. I find it crazy. Duke will be just fine, Baylor. Don't worry about Duke. I'm not saying that. I mean, they're still a Final Four contending team, but I, I, there, there's other teams that I would pick ahead of them. That, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but we'll, we'll see, obviously. It's yeah, be a can, Brad, any thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, you guys have covered it all. I mean, anything can happen in the postseason tournament. That's what really matters. Who cares about regular season at the end of the day? I mean – they're still going to be the one seed for their tournament. So still have right. a very good chance of ending up as a one seed overall. So we'll see what happens. Right. I just right. looked at odds to win the ACC conference tournament and they have Duke at minus 170. And then the next two teams are plus 500 for Notre Dame, 
in yeah, North. They got that. Yeah, sounds about right. Too right. <laughs> they, they got that. They're pretty much Coach K. It's still Duke. They're gonna be fine. I guess ship your net worth on Duke to win the to win the conference title because Vegas is pretty much handing it to them. I guess that's a vote lock. We love that. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, switch up the sport. You know, same sport, different league. Let's go NBA. LeBron James, obviously the biggest headline this weekend. Dropping 56 points in front of Matt Stafford. Let's just talk about the Lakers. I mean, they're a fucking mess, to be honest. I mean, they're are they good? We don't know. Are they gonna make the playoffs? We have no idea. So what do you guys think about the Lakers? LeBron? What do we think? I was actually watching that game live last night and I was watching my buddies and I was just thinking to myself, what a joke this team has been this year and how bad they've been. I think it was on ESPN. I saw that two days ago. I think they were like plus 140 to not make the playoffs. Something like that. Or, yeah, it's not make the playoffs. Um, I think the Lakers has been absolutely horrible. I mean, I think adding West Plus 140 it, to make or not make? To not make. So they're favored to make the playoffs. But by a very little bit, I'm saying, yes. Right. But Westbrook, I think adding him, I just think he's an absolute joke. I think he's horrible. I think that – I think – I mean, I, I, he's a funny guy and all, but he, as far as playing basketball, he's a fucking joke. But – what the, LeBron, end of the, game, the end of that game showed it, right? I mean, Joe. he, like, turned the ball over twice. He missed the bank, bank shot. I mean, yeah. they were, like, almost trying to lose at the end of that game. I mean, it's not just that game. It's the whole season he's been playing. They just did fucking joke, Westbrook. But as far as LeBron, he had that look in his eye last night. There was nothing that was going to stop him last night. That was just vintage LeBron James playing basketball. It was unbelievable to see. Yeah. It was insane. I was, yeah. I was actually – I watched Colin Coward. I'm, I'm a big fan of Colin. And I was looking at his stuff. He said that he thinks the Wizards trade with the Westbrook trade was the worst trade he's seen in the last decade across all four major sports. The guy Westbrook is saying completely fleeced them. I mean that that was that was we got we got a bunch of role players. Kuzma looks like way better than Westbrook right now. I mean Kyle the Lakers Beast. really could use Kuzma right now. And then we got KCP, Trez Harrell. I mean who they shipped off, but I mean and we got a pick. I think so. It also opened up for them to sign Dinwiddie. Cleared up some space. Porzingis there. even got a net somehow because and all Porzingis. Uh, it worked yeah. out. Yeah. Got out kids, baby. Dinwiddie's balling right now. He's balling. His last five games, he's he's going berserk. So yeah, he wasn't a great fit for the Wizards, but he is balling. I just wanted to put that out there. He is. Also, Brandon's roommates yeah. are currently yelling right now, so we couldn't get on the uh, mic. So I just want to let you guys know, Brandon has input, but <laughs> he can't say it at the moment. His roommates are in the background yelling. Oh, Why don't you go tell him to stop talking? <laughs> it's all good. He'll, he'll, talk, he'll talk when he can. He'll, he'll, he'll talk when he can. All right, let's jump right in. The is the bigger deal than Brandon's screaming roommates. <laughs> let's jump right into the main topic today. This is a fantasy football special, fantasy edition. A lot of you listeners are probably big fantasy players, just like all of us. We've been playing fantasy for probably our entire childhood um, together and we live by it. So let's dive in. First question, very debatable in my opinion. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, top two basically for the past three or four years. Are they still top three picks? Do we think they are? Injuries and everything included, are they top three? I'm going to jump right in PPR and non PPR. I have to say no, just easily. I think you got to go, you know, JT, Derrick Henry, and then you can make an argument for, you know, there, I think Austin Eckler's jumped in. Um, if you're talking PPR, you talk, there's going to be people who take Cooper Cup. There's going to be. I mean, that's just how it is. I so would injury, not bro. disagree more with that take. Um, I think it's crazy that there's this narrative that since McCaffrey had two injured seasons, he's still in his prime. I mean, he's better be what, 27, I think. That's like the prime age of running backs, right? So, yeah, he's had two injured seasons. It'll be 26, but yeah. 26, even younger. So, I mean, that you're talking the golden years of running backs. I, I mean, it, it's just crazy to me that people are so quick to write off players based off past injuries. Um, I was looking at stats last season, obviously CMC only played five games, totally healthy. His numbers in those games for fantasy, 27.7 points, 24.7 points, 14.6 points, 26.1 points, and 24.9 points in full PPR leagues. He was top five in four out of those five games that he played last season. Um, 
I just think, I mean, he, he's been year in, year out, a top, top guy. I'm taking him number one, honestly. I think he's a better, better pick than Jonathan Taylor next year. Um, Whoa. And I don't think that's a crazy take. I mean, when he's healthy, there's no doubt he's the best fantasy. That's the issue. When? When? No one, well, I don't think anyone's disagreeing. He's had plenty of time. I'm disagreeing. He got hurt, I think, week nine the second time. And then they said, you're done for the year. We're giving you rest. He's going to be fully ready to go. And hopefully he's he's that guy again because I I'm I'm not ready to write him off I'm really not. I have some words, but I want to hear what uh, Ginge and Matt have to say first. Yeah, you got it, you got it, bro. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, there's so many good running backs in this league now. I mean, that are like the top guys you can argue, but as far as what is it? It was McCaffrey and Cook you were arguing. Is that what you guys were talking about? McCaffrey and Cook, right? CMC and Dalvin being top three. McCaffrey, yeah. I mean, obviously, they, I, I mean, there's nothing – not a normal guy that watches football like us can argue that when – when, like Brandon said, he's healthy. He's not a lethal, freaking dominant force in the field. But as far as next year going forward, even if he is healthy, I still take one guy no matter what. If I have the first pick, you can save this all you want, and I will guarantee you I'll do it, is Jonathan Taylor or Henry. I think Taylor. I, I think Taylor is as far without a doubt, like the best running back for fantasy standard regular anything to do with anything it's jonathan taylor so well so that's my thing also it's like when you look at mccaffrey you look at dalvin cook those guys just got so much wrong that they were due for an injury right the same thing happened to derrick henry this season i mean yeah these guys look the same thing can happen to jonathan taylor this year we're not going to be able to predict injuries guys that's just not that's not how this works. No, but these guys, JT's young. He can handle these touches. Christian McCaffrey didn't get hurt until he's, his, I mean, what, he's getting season? 35 to 40 touches in his rookie season. I mean, look, I'm not saying he's definitely going to get hurt, but you really can't predict when a, when a player is going to get hurt. I mean, he yes, he's a couple of years younger, but the fact that CMC has his narrative that he's fully done because he's had injuries is crazy to me. That, 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 that doesn't make sense to me. I don't I'm think he's done at all. I, st- I still take him top five easily. I just don't think he's, you know, top three. I just think – I think a lot of players – I mean, I, I've been a draft – I've drafted CMC in the past, and look, I've been pissed with that pick, but there's a lot of people that have taken McCaffrey that are like, I'm not going to take this guy again because I'm worried about his injury, and I just think that's an unfair assumption to make because the reality is you can't predict when a player is going to get hurt. That's Actually not. Mean. And I'm, say, I'm saying fuck the injuries and, and whatever else that has to do with it because that's what we can't predict. I'm saying when 100% healthy – Suiting up playing football on Sunday, I will take Jonathan Taylor any day over any running back next year in fantasy football, without a doubt. At the one pick, for sure. You can go All ahead, James, right. and say your point. Well, I'm, I'm torn here. I'm torn here. As a CMC drafter, I've had him a couple of years now. I'm torn. Um, I still believe he's a top three pick. I know that he's been injured um, back-to-back years, but just like Ryan's saying, you can't predict injuries. Um, and, you know, any of these guys – can get injured. Eckler was injured two years ago. Henry was out the whole year. Um, you know, I don't wish injuries on running back. I'm saying it's a part of the game. And it's all really just going to depend on the offense, I think. Um, McCaffrey's been the main focal point of Carolina's offense for ever since he's been drafted. And if that remains the same, if they don't bring in a better quarterback than Sam Darnold, then I think without a doubt, he's a top three running back. But I will say that these running backs are getting better. Najee Harris, in my opinion, is going to be a breakout. He broke out last year, but I think he's going to have he an breakout. better and even better year this year. I really think he can be a top two running back in this league. Behind, um, that, maybe, even, what? Behind that offensive line? He still puts well, up numbers. For, fan, for fantasy purposes, I think you're going to bring in a quarterback that can actually like move the ball and open up the run game a little bit. And I get it. Their line's weak, but no, they have free agency to build it. They had the draft to build it up and, I really think they're going to make it a huge focus now they don't offend. So, well, I don't touches, know. I think I, – what? Touches weren't his issue last year. That was my thing. Like, he still got – I mean, he was probably – He had the highest usage rate, usage rate in the league. He had the most snaps. He averaged the most snaps in the league. So, I, I just I, – I love him. I think he's durable enough to take that load. I, I love Harris. But about McCaffrey, I still think he's top three behind um, uh, Henry and Taylor, obviously. And – you can make the argument for Eckler, yes. You can make the argument for Kamara, but CMC, not Dalvin, is still a top three back in this league, and I hope he has a healthy year this year. I, I, I love watching the guy play. 
Yeah, I was going to say this question was supposed to be CMC and Dalvin. We haven't even mentioned Dalvin. I'm just going to rule him out at this point, I guess. I mean, he's yeah, his no, has been great. four or five years now. It's just every I mean, year. I don't think it's I, – I would rule him out of the top three. Just top three, I agree. JT yeah. and McCaffrey, I think those should be one, two, in my opinion. I get the argument for JT after that season. I mean, that was that was awesome to watch. He's a special talent. Um, I think at three, you pro three, you probably debate. Well, wait, going wait for the order, like Bill. Or Dalvin, or maybe even taking Cooper Cup. Honestly, I think you got to consider him. Honestly, yeah, we're, we'll discuss the order later let me, on. Let but... me just jump into Dalvin real quick. I want to say one quick point. I just want to say yeah. Dalvin. I, I think Dalvin, like I said, I, I love Dalvin. I think McCaffrey and all these guys are great guys, but. The guy behind Dalvin, I don't think I mean obviously everybody knows Madison. Nice. I mean, believe it or not, what he was doing when Dalvin was hurt, which I mean Dalvin always gets hurt, when he was playing in certain weeks that he was a starter, he was putting up the same, if not better, numbers than than uh than what Cook was doing last year. Maybe I mean, see a Zeke year, and Pollard situation then. It's a what? Maybe see a Zeke and Pollard situation to take but, uh some the load off him. So it begs the like the question, like obviously Dalvin's a beast. I'm not discrediting Dalvin Cook at all, but I'm just saying like I think the system that he has there in Minnesota is a great system for a PPR running back like him, Madison. I mean, I know Dalvin's a beast, but I still think guys like Madison can do just, just as well as Dalvin can. Whereas a guy like, I don't know, Marlon Mack, I guess is on the Colts still. I don't think he can do as well as Jonathan Taylor can on the Colts is what I'm trying to say. I think that – I think Mack's a free agent. Or whoever the backup is behind Taylor. It's high. It's Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines. Yeah. Uh, that's that, – I don't agree with that at all. I think Dalvin's a fucking – He's a beast. Gener- I'm generational I'm talent. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely an argument. I agree with Slotnicky that I think a lot of GMs and a lot of people would agree across the league that Madison could be a starting running back for a lot of teams in the he's NFL. A beast. Um, yeah, he he's can def- I mean, he's definitely not the talent that Dalvin Cook is. Um, he's going to be Dalvin. a free agent, and I think not not this year. I believe he's going to be a free agent next year. So the Vikings obviously will have to make a decision on that. But, I mean, Dalvin got the big deal. So they probably have to, have to let Madison go. You see a lot more teams going with these split running backs, though, now. you got the Cowboys, the Packers. You know, the Vikings can move towards it. There's all these the guys Browns. With backs. Browns, yeah. Broncos. Yeah, it seems to be the trend. It seems but to be the Cowboys, how are they going to do that? You know, Madison's going to want to. Niners also. No, Madison's different. It's different than Dylan Jones because it's not like a one-two. They're both the same kind of running back in Minnesota. So it's harder. Well, Dylan's also on the rookie deal. I mean, you guys have to th- factor in the salary cap too. I mean, Madison's going to want a decent-sized contract next next offseason. I'm so, so confused. Yeah. I don't know why we're talking so highly of Alexander Madison right now. Are we talking about the same running back? I mean, he's the uh, – I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> saying that Madison is just, just as good as Cook can. Last year in fantasy numbers did prove it. I still I love Cook. I think he's a beast, but I think Madison's just as good as him at certain points. I think that's crazy. I mean, right, whatever. Sure. I know, he's not, only 24 yeah. years old, Ginger. Not, yeah, I'm not talking about his age. I'm talking about his performance. I'm talking about who you're comparing him to. I mean, I don't know. That's it crazy. It seems like every week Dalvin didn't play. Madison was good. That's what I'm arguing. I had him. I'm a little biased, but I still – yeah. Yeah. It's an argument. I mean, I don't <laughs> think that's like – that. he's got to be skilled if that's the case. I mean, I don't think – no, he's skilled. No one's denying that. He's in a good system. But Dalvin Cook? I I agree, but I'm saying <laughs> running backs in the league. I mean, they're, they're, you, behind a good O-line, you can pretty much throw running backs back back there, and they're able to do their thing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Like, you can draft a running back late on. They can. They have the most like potential to boom. I agree with that, but like Dalvin's an established – No, I'm not comparing him to Dalvin Cook. I'm not doing that. Okay, good, good, good. I'm good, staying – I was arguing that I think Madison could be a starting running back for maybe 10 teams in the league. I think he's a, he's a solid talent in the league. Potentially. I could see that. So, All right. Well, let's, let's switch topics league. here. Um, best quarterback in fantasy football. You know, is it Mahomes? Is it Josh Allen? Or is Herbert. it Herbert? Herbert. What do we think? Go Herbert. ahead, Brandon. You were eager to talk. Did about I just you? hear Herbert. Yeah, I mean eh? – I loved Herbert coming into this past year, and he had a couple of um, I don't know what the word would be like dull games, maybe letdown games, but he still finished. I think top five. He's unbelievable. Another sleeper, I think, could be Hurts. They get him a weapon or two. His run, all these guys who like who get a couple of running touchdowns you can love run the ball. And Hurts, Freeman. They do. I love. He was so he good for me this past year. He loves him. <laughs> no, that, that's just no. He's not. Hurts realistically is not finishing QB one. I think Herbert. I think he's 
he's going to solidify himself real quick. Matt, you want to go ahead? Um, Rodgers. I mean, obviously, Rodgers is my guy, and I'm, I mean, he might even play football next year, but I'm not going to say – I mean, I'll say my own, like my real opinion. For fantasy, obviously, Rodgers didn't do anything crazy last year. He's obviously always going to be a top 10, in my opinion, quarterback, no matter what. But as far as the best quarterback, I mean, sorry, that's a really hard question. As far as the best, I mean, you have to just go with the guys like Mahomes and Allen. I mean, obviously, Herbert's a beast and all. But I would honestly, like, if there's one guy to narrow it down to, I have to go with Josh. I think Josh Allen's a fucking horse. I think that he's what been he did one the last two years. What's that? Allen's been quarterback one in fantasy the last two seasons. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm looking at fantasy pros right now. I think he had – he yeah, fantasy pros has him at a total of like 400 and some crazy like stat like number that he has from playing a total number the last three years. He's been, like you said, the past three years, best quarterback. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think Josh Allen, again, is going to be that guy, him or Mahomes. Coded Gronk also. So I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to give out my hot take early because this kind of fits into it. No. <laughs> so, I, and I, I think you guys will probably hate this take, but oh, Tom Brady comes out and finishes QB1. I think Lamar Jackson. Dude, there's no way. You, no way you just said that because I was going to say the same exact thing. Wow. Okay, so you know, that's you, a hot take. So I'm assuming you that's know not, that's not a hot take at all. I don't think. So I think he's going to win comeback player of the year, and I think he'll win league MVP Fuck again. Lamar. Um, I mean, I they're that. they're going to have to sign him a weapon. I think whether it's Ridley, whether it's Cooper, whether they draft someone, and then you have a healthy Mark Andrews, you have Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman looks great. That offense is going to be booming with J.K. Dobbins um, and also going to get Gus the bus back. He's going to be just straight up balling next year. I'm telling you, this Ravens team will be very good. I'm not saying I'm the biggest Lamar Jackson fan, but this is the prime of when quarterbacks really flourish. And he has a special talent that I think a lot of people don't appreciate in the league. Um, so, yeah, I think big trust. I think fucking Lamar Jackson will win MVP next year and he will be your quarterback one. Big trust, baby. I could not agree more. And I don't even think they need to bring in another weapon. I think that, you know, they were so banged up last year and they were still winning. At the end of the season, Lamar went down. I was playing and they weren't winning. But Lamar was working with a defense that was on their third stringers and dealing with tons of injuries in the running back room. Went down. Dobbins went down. O-line is all banged up. Lamar was working with the worst of the worst. He's coming in this year hot. He's got Bateman. He has Hollywood Brown. Mark Andrews is debatably the best tight end in the league. Maybe Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, but Andrews is right up there with them. This is a revenge year for Lamar Jackson. I really think that he will win MVP. I agree with Baylo. And I think that he will be the number one quarterback in fantasy. I think he goes crazy running the ball. I think he finally feels more comfortable throwing the ball. I think it's all Lamar's. But if it's not Lamar Jackson, you know, I think Josh Allen is obviously a stud. I think he can be number one. But I think Justin Herbert, too, could be the number one quarterback in fantasy. There's a lot of potential with the young quarterbacks um, in the AFC. So we'll see. But I love Lamar Jackson this year. Could not agree more. Well, so this is also, in my opinion, this is the biggest year the Ravens have had in probably the 21st century. I mean, Lamar is going to be on the final year of his deal. He opted into that that fifth-year option. Um, I'm not sure he's going to get the extension. It seems like Lamar is his own agent, so he doesn't. He'll get his extension. He's 100% getting the extension. Why, is, why isn't he asking for it? I don't understand why. He, he seems like he doesn't. Lamar will be Baltimore's quarterback for the future. <laughs> Um, it's not like you know what's going on in the front office. I'm not saying I do, but the Ravens really need to make a decision on Lamar because that extension is going to be 40 some million dollars a year. And with the cap where it is, where it's at currently, you really don't see Super Bowl winning teams with quarterbacks getting paid as much as Lamar's and Aaron Rodgers and these guys are really asking. So it's going to be interesting. I think if it's any year the Ravens are going to do it, I think it's this season. Um, because he still is on that rookie deal and he, they, they have some cap to spend. So we'll see. I definitely do disagree, though, James. I think they need a number one guy. I don't think Hollywood's that number one guy. I really don't. Not he's a all. solid two. He's a great uh, two. Yeah, he's not a but he's not a you, you throw in a Calvin Ridley or an Amari Cooper. I, Cooper's a little old, so I'd ra- much rather a Ridley. I mean, that offense is pretty much unstoppable at that point. 
the thing is, why would the Ravens even put that money into one of those star receivers when they're strictly a run first team? Well, so I don't so think I wouldn't, they're going to bring in one of those in the long term deal. I would have maybe a one to two year deal for a top guy that Lamar can say, I can go to this guy when Mark Andrews isn't open. Where's and that I don't question? Think Hollywood's that guy. I really what receiver would do that. They'd have to trade for someone. I don't think Alvin any Rupert. star receiver is going to go Alvin in on Robinson. a one year deal. Well, Ginger, here's my question. You just said about why would they bring in a, a receiver because they're a run first team. Wouldn't you think that there uh, had to be a run? Don't you think Harbaugh would have to make this team a run first team based off of the guys that's been around Lamar? Like, I think that if they were to bring in a guy like Cooper, Robinson, one of these good guys, that they would force him to just change their offense. Not totally, but that's not my point. My point was that, you know, it's not worth the salary cap to invest in a guy like that when they're a run-first team. They could put no, that money on their defensive side. I, I, Yeah, I mean, that's just what I think. I think they've been doing great without a go-to guy. I think Mark Andrews has honestly turned into the go-to guy for Lamar Jackson, and I think they're only – they're young. They're only going to get better, and I just don't think it's going to be worth it for them to put that money in towards the receiver. Start, start receiver. Yeah. I mean, you also, you also could honestly – Drafted fucking wide out in one of the in one of these dra- in this draft coming up because I mean there's probably ten wide receivers that I think in this combine have shown they can be immediate impacts on the field in the NFL so that's always an option also yeah couldn't agree more but all right let's dive into our favorite take hot takes who's starting whose take is the hottest let's hear it. You start because you seem a little excited right there. You, you, want, me, you want me to camera. start? Yeah, yeah go start I, all I, I am excited. Yeah, this is my favorite segment. I'm going to be excited. Okay. Justin Fields, top eight quarterback in fantasy. That's not a hot take. That's trash. That's that's <laughs> like legit. That could easily happen, I think. Top eight? I, you don't think that's somewhat of a – Make it spicy. Say top five. Top five is hot. Top five is hot. Top eight? Yeah, you're right. Top eight's still pretty hot. He's going. I mean, he's. I, I, no, 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 yeah. no. So I do like. His, no. I do like his. I mean, top that's a hot eight, take. Yeah. I mean, let's hear I mean, your you're eight. talking. I'll name. I'll name you eight. I'll name you eight quarterbacks right now: Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Herbert, Kyler, Lamar, Dak, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Just named you ten quarterbacks right there. Let's hear why you think he's going to be a top. eight I think he's going to be a top eight quarterback because I think this is a totally different Bears team. Eberflus is another coach. I think. This is the second – this is the sophomore year that Fields needs. They have everyone healthy. Allen Robinson had a terrible year last year, and it wasn't Uh-oh. necessarily his fault. But I really think that Uh-oh. they're going to get a lot more comp- – can you hear me? You just cut out. You, you just cut out a little bit for a second there. All right, where did I leave off? Whatever. I think this is their year. I think there's a new coach, <laughs> new GM. Um, I think that everyone's healthy again. I think Justin Fields had a tough transition to the NFL, but I think – his sophomore year is really going to be his year. I think he's going to get a lot more comfortable playing these teams. I think he's going to start using his weapons a lot more. They still have Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, Allen Robinson. Um, you know, maybe they'll bring something in during free agency. I think, I think they're going to go all in. I think they're going to go all in and try to get Fields as many weapons as he can to maximize his potential. I think he's a dual threat. He's as dynamic as it gets. I think for fantasy purposes, he has the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. I like that. I like that. Where did Eberflus come from? He was Indy's defensive coordinator. He was what defensive coordinator? Indy's Indianapolis Colts. See, I don't. I, I can't really speak on that, but I feel like the Bears, for the last it seems twenty years, they ha- they keep hiring these defensive minded head coaches, and it's like in today's NFL, go for an offensive minded head coach. Um, especially when you're taking a guy like Justin Fields. I mean, you need a guy that's going to develop the quarterback. You look at the Giants hiring and and Dable, a lot of people are saying this is the guy Daniel Jones needs to get the ball rolling. Um, I I can't really say that I think – I'm definitely disagreeing that he's not going to be a top eight quarterback, but I definitely think that's still a hot take. I mean, it could could happen. Puts it at five. I see his potential getting to five. I, I, I wasn't impressed with Fields last year, but we'll, we'll see. That's why we're talking hot takes. All right, Mister. So, what's your hot take then? Or was it the Lamar one? It was the yeah. Mine was the Lamar one. So you can go, Brandon. I, I'm still trying. We got to work on our hot takes. These are kind of cold now. Not cold. I like them, but I think they're very realistic. 
Um, What's yours, then? I think Tony Pollard finishes ahead of Zeke in fantasy. I don't even that's think that's hot. I, I, really, I, love I mean, like, some Tony, baby. I mean, <sighs> no, that's why, pretty hot. So why, why, why do you think that? Let's just, let's just hear that. So, I, I mean, I know Zeke was a bit banged up at the end of the season last year, but even before he was hurt, they were already not splitting, but it, I, Pollard got his touches in in the early half of the season. I think, like, they go pretty – not close to 50-50, but I think they go, like, 60-40. And, you know, one bad game from Zeke, one fumble, he gets benched. Pollard can – I think he'd easily take it. He's a good running back. How old is Zeke now? You said what? I'm saying how old is Zeke now? Oh, Zeke. Uh, I just thought he's 27. 26. Oh, 27. 27. I mean, look <laughs> – I like Tony Pollard. The Cowboys paid Zeke ninety million dollars. Like they're gonna give him the fucking ball. So I mean that that that's a hot take that you just said, but I, I don't know. If I agree no, that is definitely a hot take. But I think that that's he's Brandon's making great points. Pollard had seven hundred nineteen yards rushing last year compared to Zeke's thousand. Yes, Zeke was banged up and playing with injury, but. You know, Tony Pollard is slowly creeping up to be his accomplice. He's right there. He's right there in the A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones tandem. He's definitely better than A.J. Dillon. But I think that Pollard can definitely outperform Zeke. And I think it can be done with, even without Zeke being injured, honestly. So this also ties into what I was saying earlier about, I mean, look, Tony Pollard's played about, like, he's played behind the top five offensive line probably the last five years throughout his whole career. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, throw another running back back there. He's going to rush for 800 yards if he gets his touches behind Dallas's O-line. Um, I'm not saying he's not a good running back, but Zeke definitely didn't look like a great running back last year, and he was still a 1,000-yard rusher because of that O-line, in my opinion. That's very true. It's a very yeah. good point. Yeah. All For right, sure. Matt. All right, because everybody's doing some, like, I guess, mediocre hot takes. I guess since I did the last episode, a really, really oh, hot one with, with Javante. I'm going to do another – I wouldn't say it's super hot. I mean, it depends how you feel about this guy. But I'm going to go with the 5'10 wideout from Pittsburgh, Mr. Deontay Johnson. Um, and I had him in fantasy last year, also in my fraternity league. And, I mean, this dude is just a fucking bad motherfucker. I mean, he is legit. He is what's legit. Take? My take, yeah, my take <laughs> is Deontay Johnson is going to be a top – five wide receiver next year in fantasy lock that there's not six, seven, eight. He's going to be at the somewhere in within top five, the top five wide receiver. I mean, if you had, Oh, you want to go, Brandon, go ahead. Say something. I'll I'm just going to say, I, I like this, but I, I need to know who you think their quarterback's going to be. That's what I, I was going to say. So has... my, my take here is also relent, like relying upon who they take in the draft or the quarterback. Cause obviously. Oh, you think they're getting a quarterback in the draft? You think free agent whether they sign someone, question? it depends what it is. But I mean, the guy had, he was tied for fifth in receiving yards. He was fucking top 10 in yardage. He was, I mean, this was a big, big Ben. I know everybody has a lot to say about big Ben this year, but the dude is fucking one of the best route runners I've seen in the NFL. That's with big Ben who came into the ball anymore. I think that if you give him a guy, even like Kenny Pickett or something like that next year, Deontay Johnson will flourish and be a top five wide receiver. That's my hot take. I have a question. You just made two takes two weeks in a row. Yeah. Saying that if Rodgers goes to Denver, Javante Williams. No, I said Javante's a top. That's I what I was Javante, gonna say. I said but Javante. Then you said this year, if Pittsburgh takes a good quarterback, Deontay Johnson's a top five. Yeah, well, I think hey, if Mason Rudolph's the quarterback, what happens? Deontay's a top ten without with Big Ben this year. Was he not a top ten this year? I just looked. He finished number twelve last okay. year behind Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And that's with Big Ben. So I'm saying give him a quarterback, then he's a top five lock. I don't care who you give him. Somebody Matt, better than Big Ben's better. I have a question for you because I love it. I think that's honestly that's a great it's a great hot take. But do you really think that he's gonna be better than one of these guys? I'm just curious. Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Devonta Adams, Devo Samuel, or Tyreek Hill. <laughs> no, but here's my thing. You keep questioning these guys' <laughs> names. But is this segment not called hot take? Is it is it not it's called a hot take? take. It's, 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 I love right, so, it. So, I think so, it's great, but <laughs> So here's my argument. I'm saying it's if Bale just said he's the 12th best receiver with Big Ben Roethlisberger throwing. I mean, I my little cousin could throw better than Big Ben this year. He couldn't throw a fucking ball to save his life. So my thing is, in defense to that claim, if he's the top 12 receiver last year at Big Ben, I think and that he my missed some take, games. He missed, and some, he missed games, some games, but... yes, with injuries, yes. I think that my take is 12 with Big Ben, why not five with a solid quarterback? 
I like that. I, that could happen. I, I like that. That's my take. But that that would be crazy if you get that right. I love well, John. I think your take is heavily dependent on who they sign as a quarterback or yeah. if they draft a quarterback. No. Dude, I, I mean, he did make a good point. Even if Mason Rudolph is the next quarterback, I think he – Why can't he, he better than fuck, yeah, better than better than big, Why can't – I, I agree with that. That would well, be – Ben gave him crazy. Ben gave 13 plus targets a game. So, That's I mean – So, what fucking Rudolph? I'll give him 15. We need to keep track of these hot takes. We I mean, it's like, I know. I, I'm going to write them all down. Take note of this. And now, by the way, Bale, you said about you said about Javante about last week. I I don't know if you said it. I don't know if you clarified that. I said even with 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 Rodgers, I think it's a lock. No, I mean, we're not even like stone cold lock with Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> but if Rodgers is not even there, Javante, I think is still without a doubt a top running back this year in fantasy. You said top two. Here. I'm not forgetting that you said Javante. I said top three. I said top three. <laughs> I think you top said two. two. I think you said top two. All right. Well, we said hot takes. I'm trying to get a little spicy. Have you seen no, these I fucking little takes? I'm trying to get I fucking love it. Let's fucking go. I love that. All right. That leads us into our last debate. Let's do a first round mock draft. I know we talked about CMC and Dalvin being a top three pick. Let's go first round, top five. Plus, what rookies do we like? You know, we obviously like the Traylon Burks and such, but. Who do we think is a sleeper pick? I, the draft doesn't happen yet, so we don't know which player is where. But based on their talent, based on their maybe their combine, what rookie do we like? And I'll let someone start. You going PPR? Yeah, PPR. Let's do top five also, not or like maybe like. Top oh, I thought we were talking top five, just in the overall NFL draft. In uh, rookies, top five rookies. I mean, that's dependent on where they get drafted to. I don't think that's fair to do. No, I I meant no, we're doing first top five fantasy, mock draft fantasy, mock fantasy, fantasy. Okay, okay, I see. And then a sleeper, like just like any rookie, one that sleeper you rookie, that you a like. sleeper. Yeah, I can start off with the top five real quick. Yeah, start just us off. Doing a ranking real quick. I mean, this is not in a certain order. All right, yeah, I just order. Fuck it. So number one, I would go. I'll just do it really quick. I'll go Taylor number one, for sure. I would go Henry at two. Um, I will go. And this is when it gets tricky. I mean, I, these, these top three are always so hard. But I'll definitely go Tanner at one, Henry at two. Um, I still have to put McCaffrey at three, even though I think that what we said before, I put McCaffrey at three. And then honestly, dude, I, I think Ecker has been so solid. I had him this year. I think he's a fucking horse. I might go Ecker at four. And then a guy maybe like even Cup maybe there. Or like that's when it gets tricky. I would say Cup to Mixins to, to even – Freaking, who else is there? Kamara. Kamara, yeah. Kamara, even Najee. I'd go, those Harris? guys are hard. Yeah. But it's a pretty similar list to mine. The fifth um, is hard. The fourth, I think, like I said, I think it's the same four everybody's going to have. Top four. I think the first, I think the first three are pretty easy and kind of interchangeable. interchangeable I, yeah. I have Henry going first, JT going second, McCaffrey going third. I think any of those guys can go First overall, maybe not CMC, but I think Taylor can easily go first overall. I got CMC going first. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking Christian McCaffrey first. If I have that first pick, I'll take Jonathan Taylor second. Uh, you probably have to throw Austin Eckler third, and then I'd probably go Cooper Cup. I'm not saying I would take this guy fifth, but I really think this guy is going to have maybe a top five season out of running backs. I think DeAndre Swift is going to be a freaking stud this year in fantasy. I mean, he's an Alvin Kamara type player, so I, I think he's got to be inside the top ten. Well, yeah, um, thank you, thank you for cutting me off right there. So <laughs> I agree with your list, um, but I was my last two. Um, I thought you said your top five already. I said three. I said Henry Taylor and CMC. It's all good though. I got Eckler at four and then Kamara at five. But I think Eckler. This is this is Eckler's year. I think he's slowly approaching and superstar. So he's already a superstar, but I think he's slowly approaching. Best running back in the league talk when it comes Just to fantasy. We all know that we're all in the same fantasy league here. So everybody listening in our Lakeland's fantasy league, that Bela was definitely locked in. I've taken McCaffrey once. So everybody could just counter out. Yeah, put that on my draft board. Yeah, make sure, sure you guys know that. Bela's a preseason injury. Yes, I will take Christian McCaffrey first. Lock it in, boys. Get the receipts. Hopefully I get that number one pick. <laughs> Raymond, what you got for us? Oh, a lot of the same stuff. So I, I think the first – First three or four kind of locked in, as you said. I have JT, Henry, Eckler at three, and then CMC at four, actually. Um, I'm sure you guys know this for me, but I, I feel like I have to go running back, running back. I feel like running backs are just so important. There's all these guys like Cooper Cup goes in the fourth round last year. 
he's wide receiver one. There's always going to be depth receivers that are studs. So was it I, fourth, fifth for Cooper. I think it was even later than fourth or some rounds. He's very well could have been, but if if you, I think if you put Cup at five, I see nothing wrong with that. I personally, though, I would take a running back. I don't know who. It would have to be between you know Kamara, Harris, and Cook. Um, one of those guys. But I I have no problem putting Cooper Cup at fifth. What about you guys, real quick? What about Mix? I, I, I think Mixon. I I, don't, I think Mixon's like top eight. I, I take Swift over him. He was the RB two last season. Yeah, I, just, I don't care. He plays in Detroit. Really That's all. Yeah, a, he plays in Detroit. <laughs> I got a question. Got two, uh, you got to stay Cincinnati. away from these bad teams. Yeah, Matt, what's up? Two the guys. Bad teams. They just went to the Super Bowl. Since, no, Travis is Detroit. Mixon oh, plays for Cincinnati. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cincinnati. I thought you were talking about Mixon too. Two guys I have a question about real quick that uh that we're talking about the draft board now. Two guys that I'm looking at, like for the rankings, I'm looking at my screen now. Where do you guys? I mean, obviously Cooper Cup. I, I obviously can't hear about Devontae Adams either at that receiver position. But where do you think guys like Chase or Jefferson should go then next year? If all these good running backs coming up right now, early second round. You think early second round? Jefferson, maybe late first. first I think maybe late first for either of them. Yeah. Jefferson's like at that ten eleven spot. So if I, agree. Man, I agree. I think he's like right around there. In my opinion. I think he's earned the right to jump uh, Hill and Diggs. I agree. Because last year we had the we had the uh, top picks last year. Me, you, and uh, me, Ginger, and Baylor had those picks last year. And I actually snagged Jefferson in the late second round last year, which I think this year, without a doubt, the dude is a fucking late first round. Yeah, I think he's first round talent. He's first round talent. Yeah, and Chase. I think yeah, Chase made the mistake of drafting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over Justin Jefferson last season. So. <laughs> <laughs> that shows yeah. you how I know. Well, I mean, Alec was in our championship, so that just shows you that none of us drafted that well. I'm just <laughs> Shout out, uh, Alec, baby. Our last topic. Obviously, the combine's going on right now. We're seeing some crazy shit when it comes to the 40-yard dash and whatnot. Who do we like? Give us a sleeper pick. Who do we, what rookie do we like? We know we don't know where these players are going, but you know, who do we think is gonna have an, the biggest impact in fantasy? It's not necessarily a top step. And, and I could start us off. If I, I could just start us off. I think yeah, Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State is, without a doubt, I think he's going to have the biggest impact um, out of any rookie. Uh, he's probably not going to get drafted in the first round, but I think this dude is a stud. He was in the Heisman talk throughout college football the whole season. Um, he's got everything a team can look for. His vision is great. He runs hard. He He's going to be a stud. I think he's going to get the starting role easily. If not, he'll adjust his way in. Uh, I think Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State will the biggest impact. So, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, it was pretty cool to see what he did out at uh, Michigan State. But that kid in, from Iowa State, Hall, I was, yeah, I was going to say him also. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much. I mean, it seems like GMs think he's the first running back off the board. Um, I haven't watched a ton mm -hmm. about him, but I mean, he seems to be who I would take first out of running backs. Out of receivers, I mean, there there's at least ten, like I said, that are studs. Looking at Ohio State, you have Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, who are top. I think for they're both they're both probably first round picks. And then you have the kid from Arkansas, Traylon Burks, who, in my opinion, he's built like A.J. Brown, 6'2", 250 pounds. I, I think he's honestly maybe even a better route runner than A.J. Brown is. If you watch his tape, he is something to watch. I mean, he, he could be a stud in the, in the league. So, and I'm going to save my sleeper till the end. You, you guys can talk more about the draft. Yeah, um, I don't – I was going to say, like, you see, watch these big guys. Like, Jordan Davis running the 40-yard dash, that's – ridiculous and incredible that shouldn't be a thing that shouldn't be humanly possible but i, I mean why the let's hell do we ever need to run a 40 yard dash huh i said let's get him on the pod we got a connection that the folks out there might want to see so yeah that's absolutely but um like realistically when the hell is he ever gonna be running a 40 yard dash i so i mean i just don't love the combine for all these positions but receivers i mean yeah, there's so many good receivers. Like you said, the Ohio State guys. Um, I love Drake London, USC guys, six five, like two twenty. 
I think he's going to be, he's like DK Metcalf. Stud. I think, I mean, Stud. he's legit. Put him on the right team. He's going to get like 150 looks. He had a serious injury. He had a, he had an injury, didn't he? That guy from USC. He broke his foot or something, I think. I don't know. I, I thought he was hurt. Everyone's also overlooking Jamison Williams after that ACL tear he had in that championship game. I mean, he, I think he's, he's, he's I still think he's like top three receiver on the board. Right, but I'm saying that nah, he did. He did have an injury, by the way. Injury. Right. I know he had a broken foot that got from yeah. USC. I saw that. Yeah, it was like a season-ending injury. I think it was yeah, in like October. That's yeah. what I read about. Yeah. There's also a bunch of later guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go into my like sleeper pick, who I don't think many people know about. I was actually watching some film on some of these wide receivers, just to like, kind of get a get a feel for who's who's in the Whoa. draft. Who are you scouting for? Maryland football <laughs> scout and on the podcast. Jesus Why not? Bro? I like doing stuff like this. So okay. the guy that okay. I really liked and I picked up on was this kid Sky Moore from Western Michigan. He's got the biggest hands out of any wide receiver in the draft at the combine. He's only five listed at five ten, but in college, he had only six drops out of his 175 catches, 70, 176 catchable pack passes in his college career. So with those hands, the hand size, the speed, he ran a four, four, six in the combine. Who knows sky more. I think he's going to be, he's slated to be like a late second round pick. I think you could see a sneaky slot receiver in the NFL out of sky more. So Remember the fucking name, Sky Moore. Yeah, I was just first. about to say. On Team <laughs> Baylor, we got McCaffrey and Sky Moore this year. I love it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw this one in. Uh, we didn't plan to ask this, but Washington Commanders, is this the year that they draft a quarterback? I mean, at some point, they have to. They have to saying, are you saying draft? I'm saying also maybe getting one in the offseason now with Wilson. Draft? draft I, yeah, draft or get – or do they stick with Heineke? I mean, I'll probably take someone in the front seven with their pick. That's my prediction. <laughs> I mean, this team is, like, pathetic. Well, I mean, the, the latest headline is that we went after Russell Wilson and we offered First round picks. picks and didn't get him. So, they're, they're going aggressive for a quarterback. I just, just hope we don't get completely unlucky with like another Alex Smith signing and he breaks his leg. Five but why wouldn't they just draft a quarterback at this point? <laughs> it's like take Malik also, Willis. Here's my thing. Also, I'm a Commanders fan out here, so hopefully we make the right decision. But looking at next season, you have C.J. Stroud out of out of Ohio State, and you have Bryce Young who are going to be in the next draft. So it's like, yeah. You could draft some of these guys like Pickett. You could draft Corral. You could draft Malik Lewis. But the consensus is these aren't top prospects like the next two guys that I just named are. So I'm with, I'm with Baylor on this. I, I think they have to take a receiver here, Wilson or Olave or I London. Disagree with that. I it's always going to be the next draft has these. I players, disagree with that. I, I think <laughs> that I, I think the guy this year that we that honestly, like I said, I think the guy that we need this year. If we can get him and get our hands on, I think Pickett. I think Pickett is a fucking stud. I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. I think that he's going to be an absolute changer to any franchise he comes on. I watched him play a pit a lot of games here, and this guy can just straight up play football. Like, no, I think that this guy is a guy that the rest need to get – or commanders, I'm sorry, need to get their hands on. It's Pickett. What do you think about his small hands? Small hands, big hands, medium hands. The guy can play football. I don't give a fuck. The guy's a great football player. The guy I, think, I forget the exact that, but I think it was like the size of his hands, like whatever the dimensions were on his hands. No quarterback with that size hands or or small or smaller has ever won the Super Bowl. So I, I, mean, I forget the exact stat. I wish I had it, but that's like the biggest knock on Kenny Pickett is this hand size. So what's the guy you like? The sleeper? You said Sky White. What was the guy you said name? <laughs> Right, uh, you love hands. The guy has a big hand. Uh, and Jer- hand Joe Burrow was called. We're bigger than the hands. You hand. love the hands over there, Baylor. The hands of Sky White and the little hands of Pickett. Sky Moore. Sky Moore, fucking whatever his name is. <laughs> but yeah, Joe Burrow was also one of the one of those guys that, like Ginger just said, he his biggest knock going in the draft was his hand size also, and it didn't seem to hurt him. So yeah, I don't think. No, I think I think Pickett's. I think Pickett's my. I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. I think he can make. An immediate, immediate impact to any team, especially the commanders. I mean, we, what are we like? I think they're McCorn, not going to get him. They're not going to be able to get him. I think Pickett goes top six. I think Carolina's going to grab him. They can't. Oh, I don't no know about way. that. I think there's a chance. I, we can get I really sure. think Pickett's going to go early. So you think he's 100% the 
the consensus best quarterback from this class. I don't think he's a consensus, but I, I think, think he, he is. I think I it's think either him or Malik Willis. Draft, or this quarterback class is really weak compared it is. to the last couple of years. Right. I mean, people, good. Are, people are hyping up Malik Willis like he's some next Lamar Jackson. Isn't that the Liberty guy? Yeah. 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 I, I watch, well, he's I watch physically – he's a beast. Physically, he's a beast. So he's a – right. Like, he's 6'2". I don't know what he what he weighs. No, he's very good. He, he He's a big boy, and he can run, he can throw, but – I don't know if he's the same prospect Lamar was, and Lamar was the last pick in the first round. So yeah, that's crazy to think about, actually. That's we'll really see. crazy. So one yeah. thing, real quick, you think a guy like Pickett on the team like the Steelers couldn't be like an immediate like contender right away? No, really? No. no. When have you seen rookie quarterbacks be immediate contenders? Not get to, I mean, I'm saying that division is also very hard, I guess. But I, I think that a guy like Pickett can change a team like the Steelers very fast. I think they needed a quarterback this year in the worst way possible. They Pittsburgh is in perfect. Both of the rookie quarterbacks this What's year, that? the only quarterback that was even remotely a contender was Mac Jones. And yeah, that's not- true. I mean, not, maybe not immediate. I just think Pittsburgh has so much help around them. They just need a quarterback so bad. Maybe, I guess, in a year or two. But I think that Pickett's a beast. I love Pittsburgh Pickett. definitely does hit the best foundation of anyone like – That's what I'm saying. For a quarterback, though. I, I don't think drafting any rookie quarterback in this draft class is going to make them contend. Yeah, no, yeah, not, not contend. No, no, that's, that's a strong word. That's a crazy statement. No, no, that's a strong word. I meant, like, immediate impact as far as, like, I don't know, making a run at least. Maybe a small kind of run. I don't know. I don't think it's no, a beast. No, I see what Matt's saying. But to be a contender is pretty hard. I mean um, – the last the, the last five quarterbacks in that first round of the last draft, I think, in my opinion, all those guys were better prospects than any of the quarterbacks in this draft class. And none of them had good seasons. Yeah. So it's like I don't I don't think you can say Pickett's gonna make them a Super Bowl contender. No, no I didn't know I I I take back contender. I say that back. I take back contender. I'm saying as far as making some sort of run going forward, a team like Pittsburgh would need a guy like Pickett or a good quarterback to take them in a in the right direction. The difference is with those quarterbacks last year, besides Mac Jones, they were all drafted the absolute shithole teams. This year, a lot of the teams that need quarterbacks are teams that yeah. have a lot of weapons, like Denver. Well, Pittsburgh also doesn't have an offensive line. <laughs> That's literally right. But they still line. have their weapons. They still it's have all them free agents. Yeah. That can be fixed, man, with some signs and shit. Yeah. All right. It's good talk. It's good banter. That's going to wrap up our episode. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. And have a good one, everyone. Big March Madness pod next time. Next time. Big March. It will be released. It's going to be a good one. Also, big things coming. Tal- shout out Towson basketball. We'll get our guests. Shout out Nick home. Timberlake, 25 piece today. Yep. ATS yep. legend right there. Keep fucking That's killing better. it. Big win. Wow. All right, boys. Great talk. All right.